welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. Happy Tuesday and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so excited for today's guest. If you've been on the podcast and you're listening, you know the guest because it is my beautiful sidekick, Vanessa, who is going to be sharing some personal stories today and also sharing a little bit about what she does and how it led to the life she is living today. So hello, Vanessa. Hi, Courtney. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're on. It is way long overdue. I was sitting there and I'm like, why hasn't she been on the show? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been dodging. I've been dodging it, you know, (laughs) even though it's a great opportunity. (laughs) Like, I'll just be on the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So let's tell the audience that they don't know who you are, who you are, what you do. And then I want to hear your story, all of it, all the details. Oh, goodness. We don't have time for all the details. <laughs> okay, a, t- a time-lapse version of the details. Hey, so my name is Vanessa Cooper. I am a Pinterest marketing expert and content creator, and I really just love to help people grow their business. And so for Courtney, I'm her podcast coordinator, and I get all of these awesome guests here on the podcast, um, and it is just what I do. I have been marketing for several years, but before I got into marketing, there's just like a whole background to my story. So Courtney, I don't know where exactly you want me to start (laughs) with what I have to share. (laughs) So, okay. One of what I guess I'm going to go back to the my my childhood honestly um (laughs) when I was in high school I went through sort of like a spell of anxiety and depression I actually had ADD and I did not realize I had it and so I went through this whole um spell of depression and ended up going into counseling and while I was in counseling I was talking a lot about my relationship with my mom and the counselor told me that I was we were codependent on one another so I don't know I mean Courtney I'm sure you've heard the term codependency before but it was the first time I had ever heard it and I was really confused by it and she essentially told me that I would always be um, attracted towards people who were codependent essentially and that I had um, something instilled in me due to the codependency that I would always be attracted to people who needed fixing does that make sense (laughs) yes absolutely Yes. And so at the time, the codependency with my mom was really her being codependent with me. I was like a rebellious teenager and she was trying to control me and try to keep me in line. And it was a very unhealthy relationship, really, because 
you know, I was trying to make her happy and she was trying to keep me under control. And that kind of led through a spiral of me going into these toxic relationships, um, you know, moving forward. So at like 17, I ran away from home with the boyfriend that I was dating because, you know, I was in love. You know how first time loves are. Oh, and yeah, the one. <clears throat> yes, he was the one for me or so I thought. <laughs> It was such a huge mistake. And not just because I'm older now and I'm looking back like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. But man, was it a huge mistake. And so unfortunately, my first serious relationship was a really, really toxic one. He was abusive um, in every way, shape and form that a person can abuse somebody else physically, emotionally so many ways I don't even want to get into. Um, But, you know, you get into this with codependency, you have this mindset where you feel that you can help this person and fix them. And one of his biggest issues was that he was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's something that I had to deal with. And when he was sober, Courtney, he was just like almost perfect. That's what I would always say. He was almost perfect when he was sober. But then when he would start drinking, he would become horrible and abusive and mean. But I was in this mindset of, you know, I can fix it. He's going to change. You know, if he could just stay sober, everything's going to be okay. And it just it it happened for three years where it just got worse and worse and worse and I just hung around and um I know a lot of people hear stories like this and wonder like gosh how did you uh you know how did you deal with that you know why why did did she stay why did she stay exactly and so it's something that I learned that happens because I remember watching those lifetime movies oh god (laughs) (laughs) those lifetime movies were like it's an abusive relationship and I remember watching those and thinking like oh my gosh she's so dumb why is she in that but what happens in these relationships is that you are abused so much and you are made to feel so small for so long that you are convinced that you're powerless. And mm-hmm. so it, it's almost like you're stuck mentally, you know, it really messes with your mind and you feel like there's no way out. Um, so it's just the craziest thing because, you know, now where I'm at is, is a whole different place um, where, you know, I, you know, I don't think I could ever let myself get to that again, but, um, but yeah, you do, you feel stuck. And so I got out of that. Um, gosh. So what it was is that my mother got remarried. Okay. And while I was in that toxic relationship, me and my mother did not speak too much. She knew I was in an abusive relationship. It was a really rough um, relationship with my mom. And then she got remarried. She ended up finding um, someone. And so she was having this wedding and she invited me to be one of her bridesmaids with my sisters. And so um, this, you know, crazy guy that I was with was against me being a bridesmaid because some crazy reason and he didn't want me to go. But then apparently he had some crazy dream where he ruined my mother's wedding because he came with me. And long story short, he told me to just go to the wedding alone. And so I was like, all right, I'll go to my mother's wedding. And so what happened is I went to my mother's wedding. And for the first time in three years, I was around family and friends. And I got to see and experience real love for the first time. My family just like 
you know, just kind of brought me in love and reminded me what love is really like. And it was like my mind finally started getting a little bit clear. Like I got some clarity about the reality of what I was in because I was away for the weekend for her wedding. And when I got back, it was like something clicked, you know, Um, I was ready to go. I was totally ready to get out of there and just like do it. Um, But you still kind of get that feeling of feeling stuck. So I reached out to my family and, um, and they helped me get out of there. And that's just one portion of my (laughs) story. So I don't know if you have anything to add before I go into the second, (laughs) the second portion before we get to where I'm at now. Yes. One. Oh my goodness. And two, you know, it's, it's so interesting. I love hearing people's stories with codependency or just in general, because there's always that common denominator, you know, and it comes down to we feel so alone and we feel so trapped. And it's amazing to me how many other women have either A, been there or B, are there. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Um, And it's something that I've had in the back of my head, like, one day, I really want to focus on helping these women get unstuck when they're Mm -hmm. relationships. um, Because it's, it's really just it's in their head, you know, and they really can get out of it. And I, I was lucky enough to have my family and they helped me get out. I had to like come up with an elaborate lie. And I'm a terrible liar. Like I'm <laughs> a terrible liar. Ask my mother. You know, that's why I was always <laughs> in high school with her. <laughs> and um, but I was able to get out of it. But and that's the thing about codependency. So, you know, it's like a cycle. Like once you have it and you get out of a relationship, you can so easily just pop back into another relationship if you haven't dealt with the core of it. Do you know what I mean? So I, I got out of it and I was doing great for a little while, but literally six months after this horrible relationship, I popped right back into another and Mm. he did not like to drink. And so I was like, Oh, yay, he doesn't like to drink. I'm good to go. You know, I was so excited. It's like, this is going to be great. You know, I dodged that bullet, because I was like traumatized by the alcoholism. Yeah. Um, and then slowly, but surely, I saw all the red flags, but I just ignored them. And come to find out he ended up being an opiate addict. Oh, <laughs> universe is like boom I know I know and like again Courtney I had that codependency mindset where I just I thought well you know it's not that bad um and at first it was like you know and at that point I was like young and I was in my early 20s and I was partying and this and that you know so it wasn't like detrimental to me Mm -hmm. we got great and I stayed in that relationship for like six years he did not you know he did not abuse me not physically um but he did verbally um and mentally however I didn't really see it you know I just kind of look past it you know because you do that you make excuses for them you try to make yourself feel better about the situation by saying oh it's just because of this or it's just because of that or oh it's because he's having withdrawals you know whatever you need to tell yourself to sort of justify it because it's almost like you're you lack an amount of self-love to be able to say, I deserve better than this. I need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you, and again, you still kind of have that mindset of feeling stuck. Like, well, this is it, you know, this is my life now. 
Um, But something happened with him that it was the big turning point of my story that led to this amount of growth that I'm going to get into was, um, you know, after being with it for six years and realizing that he wasn't ever going to stop doing drugs and, you know, financially he was, you know, he was literally, he would rob money from me. He would take my credit cards and spend it. He would pawn our things. I mean, it was horrible. The, the stuff that I was dealing with, and I was getting ready to up and go. <laughs> and I had even told my family, you know what, I got to get out of this. Like, I just can't do it anymore. And then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know my story's like, oh, gosh, no Wait, This is your little dad. This is my little dad. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so uh, look, I can't even talk. And it's because I know you. So now <laughs> and we're recording live I'm like I have so many questions Vanessa (laughs) I know I know and so you know I you know I'm I've I've always been you know I've always been a Christian and I've always prayed a lot and and that time in my life I was praying to try to stop the bad habits that I had to try to work on getting out of that relationship to have the strength and the will to really move on from this relationship and then bam I find out that I'm pregnant and let me tell you something Courtney like if you know, some people would use that as an excuse to stay. But to me, it was a little different. I thought, okay, I can up and go. He didn't, you know, I found that I was pregnant by myself. So I literally had to sit there and decide whether, and I know it's horrible. It's horrible for me to have thought this, but at the time I was terrified. Do I stay in this relationship? Let him know I have this kid and have to share my child with an addict for the rest of my life, you know, or stay in their relationship? Or do I just up and leave, you know, just up and go. And I honestly thought this to myself. And um, I don't know, I decided to stay. I decided to give him a chance. Because again, I had that hope that maybe if he had a child, he might would sober up for that child and that he would change his life, right? So I decided to stay. And not only did I stay corny, but he proposed because, you know, yeah. we didn't have a child at a wedlock. And so I married him in hopes that we can actually do this. We could be this happy family that he would sober up. Having a child would change his life that, you know, we could just be this normal um, happy family because once I found that I was pregnant, my party lifestyle that I had completely stopped. I mean, the the prayers I had to change my lifestyle started immediately getting answered because I knew I was growing a child and that totally changed my mindset. Like that child was my priority. I mean, I was like eating healthy and stuff and I never <laughs> ate healthy, you know, like, <sighs> I really into caring for myself because I had a baby inside of me and that really just changed my way of thinking, you know? Yeah. So I ended up marrying him and um, we stayed together and it, a year goes by where I'm realizing I wait a year because the codependency, there's nothing else that I can blame it on, honestly, except my mindset was still codependent, even though I had had my son and I was caring for myself a little better. I was still hoping that he would stop, that he would sober up. And um, I even started 
like I joined these little uh, support groups for people with loved ones that were addicts and things like that. And something that I learned um, is when it comes to being with someone who's addicted or abusing you, if you stay with them, all you're telling them is that how they're treating you and what they're doing is okay. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're, you're giving them a thumbs up by not changing anything. So he continued using drugs and I continued staying with him. Um, I continued being a good wife. I continued taking care of the house. I continued taking care of our child. I continued making excuses for him. I continued compensating financially because it was at that point when I had my son that I decided I didn't want to go back to work and I wanted to work from home until I actually started a little uh, eBay business back then. Uh, (laughs) and so but I worked from home I provided for myself I provided for him I provided for the family um and he still blew our money and it just it was not working um but something that I learned is that if you stay and you don't change anything there's no reason for them to change anything so as long as I was there, I was essentially enabling his behavior because why would he want to sober up? He had his wife, he had his kid, he had his house, you know, he had everything that he needed to live his happy life on drugs, you know, and making the bad decisions that he was making so long as I was there giving him no reason to change really. And so, so what drugs was he, was it like heroin or was it like pills? What was he on? So it was pills. It was opiate okay. that, um, that he would snore. It's horrible. Okay. And, um, you know, and his his story, which is the sad part, is that he got into so many car accidents when he first started driving. Because apparently he's a terrible driver, and they prescribed <laughs> him the pain meds. Um, and he got addicted. He got addicted. Mm. And so, um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, so. Um, I was with him and for a year and then um, I told him he needed to go to rehab or I was going to leave him. Mm -hmm. So he did. Um, I came and stayed with my mom for I think he was in rehab the full 90 days and he did good. Um, And he actually wanted to stay longer. Um, Honestly, I was anxious to go back home and kind of get back to our family, our new sober life. Um, And so he did an extra month of rehab and he graduated And then we went back home to try to start a life together. And it was probably sooner than when I found out, but about a month later, he uh, relapsed and was back to his old self of doing drugs. And um, at that point, gosh, it's like you're desperate, you know, like I, you know, I loved him. I wanted him to be okay. Um, I wanted him to be sober. I really wanted this to work out. So I stayed and just kept encouraging him to go back to rehab, kept encouraging him to go back for another year. So at this point, my son is turning two um, and it's been a whole nother year. He still hasn't changed. He's still blowing our money. He's still, you know, we're arguing all the time about this. We're still in this unhealthy marriage. Um, and I decided to um, finally just up and leave. You know, I I prayed for a long time. I thought about it and I realized that, he was just not going to change. There was no reason for him to change. And so I had my mom drive. Um, she lived in South Carolina and I was in Florida at the time. So she drove down to Florida and we packed as many of my stuff and my son's stuff in her car and my car. And I told him I was leaving 
and that he needed to go to rehab if he wanted to be with us again. And I left. And, um, and that's how my marriage started falling apart, essentially, um, because I, I left him and I left him in Florida. And he was very, very angry at me. But guess what he did next? <laughs> oh, gosh. No, he actually went back to rehab. Finally, you know, I was I was nervous leaving him there because I knew he was either going to give up on life and just right. drown himself in drugs or he was going to actually get the help that he needed. And so um, he he drove himself um, all the way up to rehab, um, which was in the state that I was at in South Carolina at the time, staying with my mom. So um, so he went and he went to rehab to sober up. And, um, after that, you know, I thought that we would maybe get back together. Um, but he honestly, and, and, and I'd see it now as a blessing, um, because I really thought, okay, he's sobering up. I'll just give him one more chance. Cause man, you really try and try and try hard to just keep giving more and more chances. Um, but after, uh, he went to rehab while in rehab, he decided to have an affair with somebody in the rehab because it was co-ed okay Courtney like Wait, to just like he slept I, with someone at rehab yes oh. at re- just while I'm like literally trying to salvage our marriage okay <laughs> <I'm> no. like, <laughs> and that was sober <laughs> and that was sober oh, exactly God. oh my gosh you just nailed it and that was sober and so like I was going to visit him letting him see our son you know and that was sober and and that's when I was like oh my gosh like Vanessa like are you really going to keep putting yourself through this are you gonna finally say enough is enough you know um and it hurt that I finally said enough is enough and I didn't just say enough is enough because I knew that if I just ended it with him, I would just jump back into another codependent relationship. So I knew I had to work on myself. Like I had to get myself some kind of help, therapy, counseling to end this cycle because now I have my son and I wasn't trying to jump back into another unhealthy relationship. Um, but he did, you know, while I ended our you know marriage then, we ended up going through a divorce he did stay sober um, after that. Uh, he's actually been sober since. So I gave him, you know, not that it's, you know, he, he did that. But I- I'm certain that if I had stayed with him, he'd still be on drugs. Yeah. Because I gave him a reason to have to change his life, to have to sober up. And that's something that um, a lot of uh, people who have codependency, they, they think they're helping them. And there's something that I read in this book that about codependency that says that codependent people can literally love someone to death. You can keep loving them, making excuses for them, helping them, and just pouring so much into them. Spider um, love. Right. And it's just enabling them to continue in that lifestyle, you know? And mm-hmm. so one of the most loving things you can do to someone is let them go, literally, to show them this is not okay and make them change their ways. And, um, and that's just something that's it's not easy to do, especially when you love someone. But then when you sit back and see the effects of it, not just for your life, but for them, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really... Um, it's almost empowering, you know, because you realize that you made the right choice and it really just um, justifies what you've done to, so you don't feel terrible by it. You know, it makes you feel good about it. Um, 
but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, that was super vulnerable. Thank you. I know that was not easy to share with the audience. So thank you very much. Cause that was huge. You're like, just let me exhale for a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> after that, it's been, that was, you know, probably the rock bottom of, yeah. you know, my life where I realized it was the moment I realized he had had an affair and the moment I realized I have to let him go, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's been uphill since, you know, I really worked on that self love, um, you know, people who are in these abusive relationships and uh, with addicted uh, loved ones, they're so focused on helping the other person with their addiction, whatever issues they have. And you can be codependent, not just with people who are addicted, but like my mom, a rebellious teenager, you know, it could be somebody with a gambling issue or it could be somebody with finance with they're just bad at finances and they keep blowing money and you're trying to control and fix and help and guide and you get so obsessed pouring into this other person that you literally neglect yourself so badly that you just become the last thing on your to-do list and so you know learning self-care was such a big step for me to change and get out of that because I learned you have to literally try to be more selfish you know like I had a counselor tell me that Vanessa try to be more selfish like you have to place yourself first you can't be a people pleaser you can't say yes to everything and if you need a break and you need to go do something for yourself you need to go do that you need to treat yourself I'm always I always say that to myself I'm like treat yourself <laughs> like you have to <laughs> so important to really prioritize your self-care to make sure your mind remembers you're constantly reminding your mind that you matter and that you're important and that you're worth investing time into um, because that'll keep you from really falling and spiraling into this these cycles and these toxic relationships because when you're really confident in yourself you're able to say no that's not good enough for me and just walk away because you're whole and you're complete and you love yourself. Um, There's this quote from, um, oh gosh, Eartha Kitt. She's talking about relationships and she says that it's all about falling in love with yourself and then finding someone to share that love with, Mm. not finding someone to compensate for a lack of self-love. Um, now, that's not the quote verbatim, but that's essentially what it is. And man, that quote is so powerful. When you really love yourself, then you can share that love with someone who loves you just as much and and you love them and you don't need to change them or fix them and whatever flaws they have, if you just you're OK with it, you know, um, and if you guys both grow to become better together, great. But it, you find someone that. No, no matter what their deepest, darkest, horrible secret is, it's something that you don't need to change or get rid of, something that you've accepted and that you love them no matter what. Um, and so that's, you know, that's what I found with my my current husband, which I met not too long after um, I left my ex-husband and, uh, and we were friends at first and then we fell in love. And, you know, I was very concerned at first because I was just like okay what's wrong with you you know like what do you have what's what are you addicted to what's like your big personality flaw like I was looking for these bad traits in him um and you know his worst traits was something like okay I can deal with that you know (laughs) yeah 
Um, and it's it was like an ongoing joke between, um, well, just me, really, because he's like, okay, Vanessa, I'm okay. I always tell him, like, okay, he's going to end up murdering me, Courtney, because I don't find anything significantly wrong with him. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm like, it must be. Because I just was so traumatized by my past relationships. But what I did is, you know, we had started dating and I realized that um, I needed me time. And we broke up when we were dating. We broke up for six months. And That's I a fo- long breakup. It is a long breakup. And, but I, fo- I, I needed it because I realized I had started my relationship with him. Well, I was still in the process of getting through codependency and trying to grow and trying to love myself. So we broke up for six months. And in those six months, I really just focused on me and that Mm self-love and that codependency. I went through counseling. I read books. I did all of the steps that I needed to do. Um, They actually give codependent people 12 steps, like people who are addicted um, to get through everything. And so... um, after the six months, we got back together and we've been together since. And let me tell you, Courtney, he is amazing. Like, it's not even like, okay, I'm in, fr- like, you know, everyone's going to hear this and like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it with my husband. No, like, he's awesome and he loves me like I have never been loved before like this whole story and that's the part that's going to get me emotional is how much he loves me and he treasures me and he's just he's amazing he really is amazing so you know it was a huge journey but I feel at the end of it all I was really able to see clearly to be able to pick someone that was perfect for me and that really treats me well that I don't have to make excuses for you know and he's a great stepdad to my son. Um, and so it's just been, it's been crazy. It's been great. But that's my story in a nutshell. Wow. And it's not very often I'm speechless here, sister. Like, I, I, I got to process this all. Like, right. <laughs> oh, I had no, our stories are so similar. But like, I'm the bad guy, right? Like, you were the victim. It was very different. Like, we're like similar yeah. on opposites. Um, yeah, no okay you know because there's redemption both sides you know yeah it's fascinating codependency I love that you brought up the spider love that when you were talking about smothering loving someone to death because that is something I see so often with patients is you know we we let me just tell the story of what spider love is real quick so spider love, when mama's spiders have baby spiders, if they fear they're in danger or something's going to happen to them, they start wrapping them in their web. Well, what happens if you wrap someone too tight in a web, you die. And so we call it spider love because we do that when we're in codependent relationships is we are like, we're going to love you better and make you better and fix you. And especially when we come from broken homes or codependency within childhood like it just carries on because that's what we know like we're not taught as a society and I swear this should be taught in schools is that you know like we we see all these Disney movies and all these fairy tales and you know like the prince comes and saves the you know there's always something being saved and it's never like oh these are two healthy happy people that are going to come together and share their happiness there's always that like made an archetype that damsel in distress or there's always a broken man that this woman's going to come and come in and rescue and save and fix and he's going to become this billionaire that's successful you know all the lifetime movies like they all end for the most part very happily 
And it's interesting because we as children don't understand the difference between reality and fiction. And so when we're, when our parents have these things on or when we're watching these things, they become, and even with like kid movies, you know, it becomes so real. Like as adults or teenagers, when we start to get that first boyfriend or get that first love or get that first girlfriend, it's like, ah, this is how it's supposed to be. Make me happy. Make me feel some way. Because we don't teach children how to feel good themselves I know oh my gosh it's so true you know and I think that you know being single you know it's so taboo you know like I've I've heard a lot of women talk about how like you know when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have kids and you know what like it's okay to be single you know what I mean some people are not that much happier in a marriage they're just better off single some people don't want to have children you know um like they just don't and that's okay it is totally okay to be single if you want to be single it's okay to be married if you want to be married it's okay to have kids or not have kids and um a lot of people you know just that gets pushed on them um so yeah I had another thought that totally uh lost my train of mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna come to you as soon as we disconnect I'm sure well like that I should have said that (laughs) I do it every time I know, I know, but, um, but yeah, my story's, you know, it's insane. And, you know, my, my career kind of ties into that in the way that, um, you know, when I did have to leave my husband, um, I did have to go back to work. Like my, my online business ended up, my, my online business ended up failing at the same point where I, like after I left my husband. So I had to go back to work, put my son in daycare. And I, I went back and worked like a nine to five for, um, what was it? Five years, just trying to work from home again, because I loved it so much. And I wanted to spend that extra time with my son that I missed because I got a divorce and I had to go back to work and I had extra expenses to compensate for and things like that. Um, and so what happened, Courtney is, when the pandemic hit, I decided to quit my job, take the stimulus check and just launch my business because I so badly wanted to work from home. And I had been waiting years to get the opportunity to do it. And here the government was handing out some money to compensate for bills while I launched my business. And within three months of launching it, Courtney, I had a full-time income. I had replaced the income from the job I quit. And it's just been growing ever since. And it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, And I don't know how I did it. I just feel like the world's giving back (laughs) a little bit. Yes. So how did you start reaching out to clients when you did that? You just were... So, oh gosh, you know, I'm actually going to be offering a, a coaching for like service based businesses to teach people how to land clients. But uh, a long time ago, when I was first trying to work from home, I took uh, attraction marketing coaching that taught me how to attract clients. And so um, all I would do is go into Facebook groups and offer help. So if somebody asked a question about anything that I knew the answer to, or at least could provide some knowledge for, I would write in there, hi, I'm Vanessa, I'm a Pinterest marketing expert. So I know a little bit about this, um, you know, or I do this. So I know a little about this and just start helping people and start giving advice. And this is something that I teach. The, if you genuinely try to help people, you will attract people to you. And so then I would have people messaging me and like contacting me and just literally blowing up my DM. And so it was a mixture of that, me trying to help people, 
Um, and then also my website, there's a whole psychology behind copywriting that you can add to your website to really attract your ideal audience where when they go on there, they're sold just by what's on your website. So that's something else that I teach, <laughs> but you're really such doing- a rock star. It's just those two things. And it just, it really just grew. You know, I landed a big client the first, I think it was like the second month I landed this big client who just signed up for all of these things. And, um, and it's just been growing since it's been great. And you're one of my first clients. Oh my gosh. No way. <laughs> yes. Of course. Ah! You're one of my first clients. I, I know when you said, when I was writing that bio and you said how long I was like, where have the years gone? Like, what has happened here? I know. It's, yeah, it's been time flies, but it's been a great journey for me. I love it. And I love what I do. And um, again, I, I, I wish that somehow I could incorporate what I do for a living with wanting to help people who are stuck in these relationships. And I feel like someday I'm going to tie them two together mm-hmm. or, you know, start a nonprofit or something where I can help people that were where I once was. Um, but yeah, I figured for now, just helping, helping people, uh, you know, grow their business is, is helping. <laughs> you know that now you just put it out there. It's going to happen somehow, some way, right? Right. Right. Well, I did offer a free coaching session to a girl, um, who's struggling to get clients. And I kid you not, um, she took what I taught her she started landing clients left to right. She left a toxic relationship. She was in with an alcoholic. She oh got my gosh. House. She got a house. She got a dream car. I could not believe it. I'm not even joking. I was blown away. I'm like, are you serious? She starts telling me like, oh, I needed to leave him, but I couldn't afford to. I needed more clients. You know, you changed my life. I was like, oh my gosh, she's actually, I have her testimonial. She made a video and everything for me because she was like blown away. Um, And I was like, I need to, I need to do this more often. You know, it really helped her. So um, even though it's, it's marketing, you can still help people with that. She needed to get out of it and she did. So it was, it blew my mind. It really did. Video. Yes. Yes. She's, um, she's great. We, we still keep in touch, you know, and she lets me know all the things that she's up to, but, but yeah, Hi. she's doing. Well, mompreneur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so amazing I'm okay so seriously I'm so more on my game and I'm just in shock that you've been through all that and I'm just now finding this out two three years later like I'm feeling (laughs) neglected right now (laughs) no no but we're always business was a way for you to kind of hear and I know your story you know Um, so this was a way for me to and the the thing with you is that your story is so a part of what you do and how you help people. But like my story is just like not something that I would add to my website for what I do for a living. You know what I mean? (laughs) I get it. Yes. (laughs) So I just, you know, it's just something that I just share, but I'm, I'm glad that I was able to share, you know, hopefully someone who hears it, um, and, and maybe they are, they're in a toxic relationship or they're unhappy and they're hoping the person will change. You know, if you're not married, you don't have kids with that person yet. And even if you do, I mean, I up and left, you know, um, but it's just, you're worth more, you know, and you're worth being happy. And so it's just, people really just need to hold on to that, you know? Um, and it really just, you know, they can change their life drastically I mean my life is a whole 
it's just like night and day compared to where I was and where I am now. For sure. You're amazing. Oh, no, you're amazing. Gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vanessa, for being. And you guys, you have to know that I like just totally sprung this on her. I was like, hey, you're going to be on the podcast. <laughs> so- <laughs> yes I know I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna blow this it's like because I can like I've told you I can talk marketing all day and night I can sit here and teach you how to grow your business confidently with no issues but something that your audience could really resonate with that can you know learn something from is definitely my story um so I'm like you know what let's go ahead and share my story on codependency because it needs to be told it just needs to be told so I'm glad that you had me on here Oh, you're you're gonna help a lot of people. I hope you know that. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. If I help one person get out of a toxic relationship, I'd be more than happy. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you again, Vanessa. You are a rock star. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.